Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to the Believe in SoCal High School Sports Podcast, powered by the Believe Podcast Network. I'm Connor Morissette. Believe has shows dedicated to all of your favorite L.A. sports teams. Our shows are available on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Please remember to rate and subscribe. Today I'm sitting with Clark Phillips, a La Habra defensive back in the class of 2020. According to 247sports.com, Clark is the number 37 rated prospect in his class. Huge honor. Has about 30 scholarship offers from schools, including... Clemson, Ohio State, Notre Dame. He's visited those last two schools. We touch on his recruitment, who's prepared him to be in this position in the upcoming La Habra football season. This is Clark Phillips on the Believe in SoCal High School Sports Podcast with Connor Morissette. So Clark, thank you so much for joining me. I really appreciate it. I want to start the interview off by asking you, in the whole country, according to 247 Sports, you're the number 37 rated commit in the 2020 class. You've worked so hard to get to this point. What does that ranking mean to you? It's really, really incredible. Well, it's super exciting. Um, with all the hard work I've put in in the past and in the near future that I will be putting in, I think it's exciting and I think it's just really, um, it's really, it's really cool to be uh, ranked that highly and thought of that highly in my class. On February 4th, you released a list of your top 12 schools. You have around 30 offers, so you trimmed it down a little bit. And I know you're not shunning people who weren't in that top 12 because some schools have come in since. But Clemson has offered since then South Carolina. You've taken visits to North Notre Dame, excuse me, Ohio State. What's it like to get recruited by all these schools? Is your phone just constantly blowing up? Definitely, and it's, I think it's a blessing. It all comes with it. Um, but um, I think, yeah, with all of these visits, I'm really getting to experience the valuable life lessons really about life and about football and things off the field about different men and different um, guys and different players and learning different character things and traits that these guys have and really able to enhance myself as well as a person. Does it ever get a little annoying with constant messages and, and people reaching out, or are you still enjoying the process? I'm enjoying the process, but, um, you know, I did narrow it down to 12, so it's it's gotten a little bit more um, – manageable but I think uh yeah with with um all of the all of the things I've done on the football field and and in the classroom it's really just enhanced that that notoriety for myself in terms of schools looking at me since you released the 12 like I mentioned a couple schools have offered how do you balance that when you have the 12 and then Clemson comes in South Carolina comes in USC comes in like I said you don't want to right away tell a school no how have you balanced that well for me it was just um narrowing it down to the top 12 was just for me to have a general idea and a general picture of the schools that I'm super interested in as well and in return as that they are as well but um you know some schools have offered that I'm still interested in that I that I didn't have the offer for in the top 12 but um now it's just it's making it's making the decision that much harder to be quite honest but um when you got certain schools like Clemson and you know SC and even UCLA that offer uh, later not UCLA but um just SC and Clemson that offer later on it's kind of like it makes it it makes it a tough decision it's got a school at home and then you know the national champs so I think that's going to make the decision that much harder but it's th- those are great schools and you can't you can't um really ignore them UCLA wasn't in your top 12. On 247 Sports, it says you have an offer from them. Is that accurate or no? Yeah, I do. Okay. Yeah, I do. Okay, I wanted to clear that up. 
So let's talk about the visits that you've taken. Recently, Notre Dame, Ohio State. Let's start with Notre Dame. Todd Light, I believe, is your primary recruiter over there. So what was it like hanging out with him and just going to that campus? Oh, it was great. Well, I got me and Todd Light, me and Coach Light, we go back a bit probably to my freshman, end of my freshman year, started my sophomore year. Um, somewhere around there, he started recruiting me, and he told me I told him about my goals and um, what they were in the classroom, on the field, and so we've really just built um, on that since then. And getting to see him in person again um, on campus was it was really it was a great experience. So a Notre Dame visit, I believe you were there with a, one other, a couple other guys, right? It wasn't just you. Yeah. Oh. Well, I was there. Um, with a with a couple of uh, D linemen, uh-huh. big linemen, and then um, yeah, a couple, I think a QB as well commit. Um, How did they woo you? You know, it's Notre <laughs> Dame. You don't need to be wooed by that school, but I imagine you go on a visit there. They try to blow you away. What happened? Oh, definitely. So I got to do the full campus tour. Um, I don't think there's too many other places that are as beautiful as Notre Dame. Um, the the weather happened to be great for me um, there. People say sometimes it snows out there, but it was it wasn't snowing, so I felt like it was great there. Um, got to just do the dorms, see the dorms, um, see practice. I really got the full experience, and I look to going going getting back up there soon. Have you talked with Brian Kelly at all, the head coach? Yeah, I, I had a talk with him. Um, me and my father and my mother, we actually all talked to him, sat down, and he explained, you know, what what the program at Notre Dame is really about, and I got to learn some things and take some notes and. Um, really just learn more about the program and where I'd fit in the program as well. Switching gears to the Ohio State visit, Urban Meyer steps aside. It's Ryan Day's program now. I know he's your secondary recruiter there, but he's had a big impact on you at Ohio State. What's it like to have the head guy be really involved with your recruitment? Well, it's definitely, it's, it definitely separates them from other schools because some schools, you know, I'll talk to the positional coach and other guys, recruiters and things like that, but when the head coach takes time out of his day, you know, to really hold conversations and valuable conversations that, uh, uh, that, that mean some things and, you know, hold conversations and then really just build a relationship away from the field and away from visits and things like that, then that means a lot for me. Um, just being able to talk to him and even talk to Coach Halfley and them as a collective is a great thing. Did your recruitment – ever overlap with Urban Meyer at all? Did you ever, was he ever recruiting you or was it all Ryan Day pretty it's much? It's all Ryan Day okay. pretty much. Um, I, I talk, I've talked to Urban Meyer before. I was at a practice and I saw him, but no, not not anything. We I wasn't really recruited by him. So what was the visit like at Ohio State? It was a blessing. It was a great experience. I got to do, um, what is it? I got to see, yeah, the locker rooms. I got to do the full experience, see the dorms and things like that. Um, really, I just... I really take pride in the fact that I was able to see everything and see the – I got to see, what is it called, the Real Life Wednesdays. It's where they have a speaker come in and talk to the, all the guys, and I think that, that was really valuable because they're, they're really talking about building for guys' future away from the field and off the field when they're done with football, and I think that's that's really awesome. Um, then I got to see – I got to eat and everything. Got to t- It was just a great experience. Do you have any uh, future visits planned? Definitely. Um, Notre Dame and Ohio State, I want to get back up there. But first, I will be getting to Cal and um, Utah. Those are my last unofficials. So two Pac-12 schools, and we're in California. I'm sure a lot of Pac-12 people will be happy to uh, see you looking at those schools. Yeah. In terms of a commitment date, you've been kind of go with the flow on that. Do you have any idea when that's going to be? Well, I was was talking to my pops, and – you know, I was, you know, throwing some things out there. I'm like, maybe, maybe before season would be cool. It'd be cool to have it out the way. But at the same time, I'm not going to rush anything. Um, if it, you know, if God tells me, tells me something different, maybe before season, during season, just want to have it out the way. I will be an early graduate, so I, it's got to be sometime soon. What needs to happen for you to commit to a school? What, what does a school need to do? 
Great question. So I think for me, it's always been overall fit um, in terms of relationship with the coaches to um, can I see myself in that environment and with the players? What are they teaching um, away from football? How are they developing the guys? And do, do they have an opportunity to get to the next level, whether that's the NFL, whether that's um, getting a great degree, um, wherever that platform uh, ends for those guys, I want to see the, the full the full overall fit for myself and how I fit you know, in the locker room, how I fit with the coaches and things like that. It's got to be overall fit for me. You're such a highly rated guy that playing right away will be a possibility wherever you go. But is that a sticking point at all? Do you want to be told you'll have a chance to go right as a uh, true freshman? Definitely. I want to be told that, um, yeah, I'll have a chance to uh, to really take a starting spot if I compete and if I'm, if I'm capable or balling out and doing things that I'm deserving of a starting spot, then I want to be told that, yeah, I can make it happen. So I was looking at your Twitter earlier, and Notre Dame – tweeting a bunch about the visit, Ohio State, same deal. I saw a good amount of stuff with Oregon as well, and we yeah. saw the Cali flock, this last recruiting class, yeah. with Kayvon Thibodeau, Micah Pittman, Javon Wilson, a yeah. bunch of other guys as well. I'm sure you have relationships with some of those guys. Where's Oregon stand right now? Oregon's in the top five. Those are great guys. Um, I feel like I can trust those guys um, from, coach, from Coach Dante Williams to Coach Trey to the defensive coordinators, both of them. Um, those are Coach – Coach Avalos, those are great guys. I feel like I can trust them. I feel like I can get up there and play. They they offered a plan for me, and they, they want me to get up there and stick to the plan, <laughs> the Cali flock. But, yeah, those are just great guys. I got to experience the full thing. Another school, I got to see the full um, experience of everything on the campus, from the campus tour to the facilities to talking to players. I got to see TG, um, Thomas Graham, um, a couple of guys. It was a great experience. And I don't want to bore people, but I do want to ask about a few other schools. I know it's just so many with you, yeah. so it's it's really, really impressive. But Clemson, the national champs, they offer after the top 12 comes out, so it's all kind of new, all kind of fresh. But yeah. I feel like, you know, like with Alabama, and you have an offer from them as well, you always have to kind of consider those two schools right now because they're at the top of the line. So with Dabo Sweeney and, and Clemson, what's kind of the early recruitment like at that school? It's an incredible opportunity. Yeah, with a school like Clemson or even Alabama, Clemson in general, like you can't, you can't, you can't ignore a school like that. Um, as soon as they, I got on the phone with the coaching staff, it was like you know it's something that I've dreamed of for sure. Um, being able to play for a national championship winning team is something that um, a lot of kids will dream of. So I feel like yeah, being recruited by them is truly a pleasure. And then the last thing on some of these schools. So you mentioned unofficial visits with Cal and Utah. How come those two schools? Um, I take it back to the whole fit thing. I really want to have great relationships with the coaching staff, and I feel like I'm building that with uh, both of those schools in general. In particular, Cal, I have a great relationship with Coach G.A. right now. I was talking to him last night, and we watched a lot of film together. I feel like I can trust him um, in terms of playing and just in terms of uh, being developed as a man at the next level. I want to be a great husband in the future and things like that. I can feel like that's a guy that can get me to the next level in all aspects of life. And then coach at Utah, um, Coach Shaw, another great guy, He, um, we talk about things away from football. We talk every Sunday night and more days as well. And, um, yeah, just feel like guys that I can trust and guys that I love to play for. Great, great. You have so many options. We'll see uh, where you end up eventually. It's a really <laughs> exciting time for you. So I'm sure you're an LA kid, and I'm sure growing up. And correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm you know we're here in USC, UCLA land, and they've both offered you. UCLA seems to kind of be a little bit down on the totem pole. USC, the offer came in a little bit late. Was that kind of disappointing for you at all? To have the hometown schools not really on you as hard as some of these other ones? Well, 
honestly, um, UCLA offered me. Um, they were my first scholarship offer. But, um, yeah, so the, it was a new staff now, and so now they just re-offered me. But it's really – it's it's kind of sucks that I wasn't recruited early on by SC. But, you know, now I've I've grown to realize that schools have their, their guys that they like, and I've got some schools that I really like. So – um, rather than you know get down about it, now I'm, I've got the offer, so it's it's a great thing. I think um, we're going from here, and they're recruiting, and we're gonna uh, continue to build relationships. That would love, I would love to, you know, it'd be cool to play at home, but you know, I have no preference in where I play. It is exciting to have them back in my recruitment. Mm-hmm, certainly, and like I keep saying, those two schools might not be that high in the list right now, but so many other fantastic, yeah, fantastic yeah. playoff schools, like the the final. Four teams, you know, yeah, pretty much just about everyone who's made uh, the college football playoff the last few years is on you, so that's really, really exciting. Let's talk about people who have helped you get in this position. Clearly, you're working really hard, and it's been a lot of you, but some people have helped along the way. Jeff Johnson's a trainer in the L.A. area. Elite Athletes is kind of his brand. He's training professionals as well as high school guys. What's a Jeff Johnson workout like? Well, we really, honestly, I've been training with him for a while now. I think eighth grade or something, seventh grade-ish, somewhere around there. Um, but, um, yeah, really, we do everything. So I started off, I played DB my freshman year, and he was really just coaching me up and just my technique and things. And literally, and you can tell when a guy has passion. I remember the first workout, he was like, you know, he kind of, you know, before the workout, I was like, okay, we're only going to be out here for, so, for this much time. But when a guy goes over by hours and hours, you can tell that he really cares. And it's not just about, you know, collecting a check or anything like that. Has he brought in any college guys or pros just while you've been working out to, to work out with you? And how's that been? Who, who are some of the names? Yeah, I got to work out with Laquan Treadwell. Um, great player, just a big dude. Got to work out with guys like him. Like him. A lot of college athletes, um, they come in. You just never know. That's another thing. You never know on Monday nights who's going to be there. <laughs> and uh, Treadwell plays for the Vikings, part of that great receiving core with Adam Thielen and Stefan Diggs. Coach Mazzotta here at La Habra, he's been here 21 years. Legend. He uh, has helped with your recruitment in terms of college coaches coming here. And, you know, he's been doing this a while. He's got a lot of experience. What's your relationship like with him and how helpful has he been? Well, Coach Mazzotta to me, he's, he's I tell people all the time, he's like a second father to me, another father figure, because we talk about, you know, just like what I'm looking for with the coaches and college recruiting, you know, kind of having a relationship away from the field. Um, I can talk to him about anything. I come to him. Uh, at the lowest times, at the highest times, and we just talk about life. And, um, yeah, in terms of football, really, really motivating. Get on me, and then, you know, it's, it's love, you know, a couple minutes later. Um, yeah, the the 21 years, it speaks for itself. He's won so many times, got so many rings, got so many championships. Um, and that's the goal this year, honestly. Of course. And last oh, yeah. year I was at that great playoff game against Notre Dame. You guys came up a little bit short, but I know you have some unfinished business. Uh, yeah, definitely. This upcoming year. And we'll get to this upcoming season a little bit. I want to ask about 7-on-7, seven seven, and Proway is who you play for. How come you got involved with them? You know, we hear so much about Premium, Ground Zero, Proway. Those are the big organizations. So why would you stick with Proway? Well, my parents are – my dad has a, good, has a good relationship with Coach uh, Holmes. Darnay Holmes is at UCLA. And then also Coach Jeff Johnson partnered with uh, Proway and got brought a lot of our guys and so we wanted to really make a great team and we thought that that would be a great idea and now we're out there balling yeah and you know you're such a highly ranked guy so no matter who you're going to play for the eyes will always be on you how much fun is it though rocking with these guys at some of the big tournaments whether it's 
the West Coast Showcase or just other big-time events where you're playing against some of the best of the best? Oh, it's awesome. Being on a great team um, with great guys that preach family. That's one thing that uh, Mr. Holmes really is always talking about, family. And so we're really a family, and we really try to play like it as well. We play really hard for each other, and we try to win. Do you like seven-on-seven? Seven? I know some people always die to get the pads back on, but I feel like as a defensive back, it is – Helpful. Oh, definitely. No, it's, you see the best guys on the circuit um, every year. It's some receivers that are um, unknown and some guys that are known. And um, every year it's always great guys out there that, you know, DBs like myself would love to cover and that you don't always see in season. So I think it's a great experience for and a great thing for exposure and great for getting your technique a lot better. But, um, yeah, in general, I am kind of getting now I'm a senior, getting a little tired of 707. But, no, it's, it's definitely uh, served me a great purpose. We did a little pre-meeting before, and I ran through some of the questions I was going to ask. This was not one of them, but it popped into my head, so I'll give you some time. Might uh, spring something on you here. In terms of receivers who you've covered, who's one of the toughest covers that you've had? Who are some receivers who come to mind, whether it's people in Southern California or you've you know been all over nationally? Who are some tough covers? Um, first, I'll go to probably Gary Bryant, um, yeah. another pro-way guy. He's, Centennial. A, he's a great uh, route runner, pretty, pretty speedy. We battle. Um, Chris Hudson's a great, great receiver, another uh, smaller frame guy, but he's fast and he knows how to run routes. Um, also, Jermaine Burden will be playing uh, against Cal him this year. Yeah, he's a great player. Um, Those are Wilson's three good receivers, good. four good receivers, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Johnny Wilson's pretty good. Um, yeah, but Jermaine Burden's a great one, and then um, – it's a couple others I'm drawing a blank, but, uh, yeah, those are about the, the top guys that I've covered. Mm-hmm. And those are four of the best receivers right now in Southern California, so yeah. it's great to see uh, you challenging yourself. But when oh, you're yeah. at that level, you know, you're challenging yourself every snap. Yes, sir. Clark, your brother Bryce will be a junior at La Habra this year. Recently got a first offer from Lane Kiffin in Florida Atlantic, so his time's coming. What's it been like to have your brother right behind you, pushing you? How much fun has that been? It's a blessing. Um, we, Me and Bryce always tease each other. I'm like – like, dude, you're never going to be better than me. And he's like, I'm, I'm already better than you. He's, he's growing. He's got a different build than me. And he's about 5'11", he's about 5'10 and a half, 5'11", but he's lengthier, has a different style. But it's really honestly been a blessing to be able to play with him last year and be able to finish out my high school career with my brother, um, really get him a lot better. And really just it makes me um, really kind of reflect on life and how fast uh, high school went by, too. And, um, you know, I hope, you know, I already know he's going to be the best, you know, he can be. And I just hope I continue to be better than him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's great you have him to challenge you. Oh, yeah, we push and, each other. And growing up, it must have been nice to have a really athletic younger brother. Just forget high school. He's pushing you now. I'm sure he's been pushing you since, you know, you guys were oh, able definitely. to throw the ball around. Yeah, yeah. We, we're both competitors. I'm brought up under the same household. So my, that's all my dad always preaches. You know, be competitive. Don't, don't be a little sissy, man. Don't be a girl. <laughs> so we're always uh, pushing each other and pushing each other around, you know. And so I think we're, we've both gotten a lot better in the game and in life because of it. La Habra returns you, obviously, but a lot of other really great players. Ryan Zanelli's back, the, the quarterback, and you're known as a defensive back uh, in terms of your recruitment, but you're a fantastic wide receiver as well. Appreciate that. Last year, coming up a little bit short against Notre Dame in the playoffs, what are your personal and team goals for 2019 at La Habra? We want to win it all. We want to, that's, that's always been the goal, but in, in specific, we don't want to lose any games this year. Um, like you said, we do have a lot of returning seniors and guys that I think that can make a big impact. But also, we got some younger guys like my brother. Um, actually, he's not even considered a younger guy now. He's out yeah. uh, upperclassman. <laughs> it's crazy. He's always going to be little brother to me. Now. <laughs> but we got some younger guys that are also great and are going to serve a great impact uh, for the team. And um, I think, yeah, we all come together, build the team chemistry, um, play together, play like a family. We're going to win.
We're going to win. Does last year's playoff loss to Notre Dame still eat at this team at all, or have you moved on from it? Really, um, we, we kind of we, – now we're just we're just working towards the next thing. That was a great game. Those guys played a good game. Um, we felt like it didn't go the way it should have. But um, we're going to make some things happen next year, and we're not going to be in that same position next year. One more year at receiver for you. I imagine you'll still get time after putting up over 1,000 yards yeah. a year ago. Are you going to miss receiver at the next level? Um, well, honestly, um, I kind of – I'm a DB. I love the dark side is what I call it, defense. But um, – I love receivers as well. It's nothing like being in the end zone with the ball, you know, cheering with your QB. But um, a little bit, I think some schools are still recruiting me as a receiver as well. Some schools like me at the other side of the ball. But um, I don't think I'll too much miss it. I'm enjoying it now. But, um, yeah, I think a lot of schools are uh, do like me, so I can't say it'll be completely in the past. <laughs> um, but, um, yeah, I do I do love um, receivers as well, though. Who is – who wants you as a receiver, if I could ask you? Um, a couple of schools like me, um, I can't really say – I won't get into too many okay. specifics. But, um, yeah, a lot of schools do like me as a receiver. A lot of schools want to see or really just my versatility and what I can do um, return-wise, um, whether that's kick return, punt return, and just my versatility in the in the secondary as well. But, um, yeah, a lot of schools. I'm trying to blame. Yeah, and it's clear to – see why <laughs> after watching yeah. I only yeah. covered one of your games a year ago it was that playoff game but you know the best receiver on each team or on either team I should say so I understand that completely yeah. and when you have the athleticism that you do it, it totally makes sense last summer I saw you work with Deion Sanders prime time best cornerback of all time what's it like to learn from him I sure uh, and he tweeted you he said yeah. you know you got a great heart your time's coming what was that whole experience like Honestly, from the from the moment I, I got to the to the to the high school and I got my gear and they gave us cleats and things like that, I, I felt the I felt his energy because he's just a just a happy guy and really he, you can tell he's enjoying every moment of it and being on the field even though he's not actively in the NFL right now. You can tell that he's um, just really enjoying every moment and enjoying um, putting into kids what he got out of the game, out of the sport as well. And you can tell it's more than just football. Um, for him and so I felt like being coached by him was like there's no greater experience than to learn from the best DB um, arguably the best DB ever to play the game. Who do you have relationships with guys maybe from La Habra who have moved on to play at the college level or guys in your recruiting class like I see you tweet sometimes with Elias Ricks at modern day is going to LSU he of course wants you to go there I've seen yeah. you retweet DJ Uyagalele at St. John Bosco he's uncommitted but you know, I'm sure it would be nice if you ended up tag teaming with him yeah. at some school. Are people, whether it's kids in your grade or, or guys already in college, kind of pulling you in addition to some of these coaches to, to go Definitely. play somewhere? Definitely. Everyone has an opinion, and <laughs> especially uh, guys that are in the recruiting process as well. They love to go team up with their buddies. You know, me and DJ go back to my freshman year. We played together. So I was at Bosco, played together my freshman year, dominated that year. But, um, you know, Elias um, is funny because he's number 12. Um, LSU was number 12 in no specific order, though, for the top 12. Mm -hmm. They were number 12 on the list. Did that unintentionally. He comments, uh, what did he say? He said, must be meant to be or whatever <laughs> because he's number 12 and LSU is his committed school. But it was funny. Um, we actually talk pretty often. Uh, two top DBs. I feel like, yeah. yeah, we can make some things happen. I won't say any more, but LSU is a great program. Same with Clemson. DJ, he, he's going to make a, a great decision if that's it. Yeah, and, and you know, who knows? where he's going to end up, but yeah, yeah. he's visited Clemson twice. Yeah. And I mean, he's the number one quarterback in the nation, replacing Trevor Lawrence sitting behind him for one year and then yeah, getting the keys to oh, that yeah. offense would be, would be great. I just, you know, in my heart, I hope he goes there. A few other questions for you, Clark. 
This might not be the most accurate measurement, but on 247, it says you're a shade under 5'11". Is that true? How tall are you? Um, well, with <laughs> shoes, I don't. I always tell people, well, you don't play the game of football without shoes true. and cleats. So with shoes, I'm about 5'10 and a half, somewhere around there. Oh, yeah, so they without, gave you an inch. Yeah, so <laughs> without shoes, I'm about 5'9 and three quarters. Okay. Without shoes, 5'10, solid. The offer sheet speaks for itself. But has your size, have you felt like your size has ever limited you in terms of an opportunity or, you know, you, you show up somewhere and, you know, this guy's undersized, he's not going to be able to, to do what we want him to do. Clearly, you've been able to uh, yeah. do a lot of incredible things, but has your size ever hindered you at all? Um, no, I'd say no, and no specific way has it ever stopped me from my goals. Um, my size has definitely been something that I've actually uh, done a lot of work to overcome that, that talk of, yeah, he's a small guy. Um, you know, I've worked on my jumping ability. I jumped 40 inches at a couple of different places. Um, my speed and things like that, linear speed. And so I feel like just with all of the, all of the measurables that I, that I need to be able to lock down, uh, you know, 6'6 six, six and 6'5 six, and tall receivers that are like DK Metcalf, I think I, I'm, I'm able to, you know, really overcome that challenge of, or that, that barrier of being small. I like to wrap up these interviews by asking guys about their goals. Clearly, you got NFL on the mind. That's where you want to end up, as well as getting a degree. And you mentioned earlier becoming a good husband eventually. Yeah. Are those the, the main three things right now for you that you want to accomplish? Yeah, really just uh, be a great family man, be a great husband. Uh, man of God. And then, um, yeah, I would love to play in the NFL. That's, that's the ultimate goal, I think. Anybody that's playing the ball and playing the sport or playing football in general and in, in specifics and not uh, working to achieve that goal or play at the collegiate level is, is cutting themselves a little short. But, um, yeah, I think, yeah, that's my biggest goal right now, one of the biggest. And then really I want to be a great person um, away from football and I want to do something with my life that's going to be positive. That's Clark Phillips, a wide receiver and cornerback here at La Habra High. He has his pick of the litter in terms of playing at the next level in college, number 37 in the nation in the 2020 class. Clark, thank you so much for joining me. I appreciate the time. Yes, sir. I appreciate it. Thank you. Likewise. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.